Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. working edibles working lift off achieved hi out of i left an atmosphere ago <laughs> an atmosphere ago we recorded our interview with our fabulous guest uh brooke uh before this and so i feel like i'm coming down off the edibles high now a little bit but that was a very the, our interview today with brooke is a very fun edible infused combo that was awesome <laughs> well um i'm excited to hang out mike nice to see you when do you want to celebrate everything cool? Well, all the time, right now. All the time, right now. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, first we should do our intro. Ah, uh, okay. Uh-huh. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And going with the flow. Yeah, celebrating. Being in the pocket. Man, my pocket is deep today. It's like a front pocket. Let's see it's your pocket. It's a pockets. kangaroo pocket. Get your pocket and empty it out. Let me see what's in there. Lint, candies. Definitely old both. napkins. Definitely that is yep. lint the dead skin cells of the pant. I guess, yeah, gross, huh. but yes, but yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what lint is. Yeah, when I clean up my dryer, my lint trap. I guess that's kind of the like belly oh, exfolianting. It. No, yeah. it's okay. What? It's the belly button. Yeah, the belly button of the dryer is the lint trap. <laughs> Your joke. I just said it. <laughs> it's funny when you say it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'll I'll steal it from you and add it to my uh, my repertoire. How's open mics going? Um, I'm excited to go to another one with you tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. As of this recording, we will have gone to an open mic. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll see if we're still friends afterwards. Man, it's it's a competition. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay, cool. I feel it. Okay, good. <laughs> By now, it'll have happened, but it is a competition then. Totally. Cool. Okay, good. <laughs> we're enemies. <laughs> we're friends, but we're enemies. We're straight up here to support each other and also plot to take each other down yeah kind of i don't know that's how you get good at anything i think i mean it is you know if if you think of like you know sharpening a knife you gotta like put it against something hard to make it get sharp so like usually yourself i bump up against you sometimes i bump up against myself but yeah we sharpen each other i'm much better at a lot of things like uh, i'm better at fighting since i met you fighting how i mean anyway like just expressing myself when i'm feeling overwhelmed by emotion has mm-hmm. always been really hard for me. I always shut down. Mm. And I feel like with you, I've learned that I have to articulate whatever the fuck it is that's going on because otherwise we're just going to be in a place where we're, you know, we're not able to do the things that we do. 100%. And I don't really have time to like wonder. Right. I don't I don't enjoy that kind of wondering, so I just don't do it. You just need me to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I need everyone to say it. Right. Honestly. Like, right. let's go. That's not my kind of wonderment. That's yeah. like pain wonder. Everyone needs to say it. Yeah, say it. Yeah. Right. That's why you read books, because people are like saying true shit. That's a good tie into this book that we have on the table right here. For anyone who wants to check us out on YouTube, we have video now, and you can see the cover of the new book by our friend Olivia Alexander, Kush Queen, who came on the pod recently. She's just an incredible maven and now a published author, and she's written The Essential Cannabis, the essential guide to cannabis for women, how to buy, use, and enjoy cannabis for recreation and wellness. And her name's right there. She's a published author. Yo. I mean, there's nothing she can't do. She signed this one to you. Oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you, Olivia. And congratulations. That's a huge deal. I mean, 
just, you know, I, and also, where did you find the time? Like, where where did that time come from? Because I know you're running your Kush Queen Empire at the same time. So people who are that successful, though, run their time really well. Yes. I don't understand where they find the time, but there's time. It's true. I remember years ago, and it's a total platitude, but someone was like, Van Gogh never said, or, you know, whoever, Da Vinci never said there aren't enough hours in the day. True. Yeah. They got that stuff done. Yeah. So I need to stop making excuses. Can I shout out some table of contents I'm excited to read? Yes. How did you? Okay. But how did you find the time? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I think she wrote it in like a month too. Yeah. Yeah. Just like strapped in, smoked a bunch of weed, sat down and wrote a book. How do you get along with your muse that well? How do you? You know, I need yeah. to befriend my muse a little bit better. Yeah. You should become friends with your muse. Yeah. It's yeah. key. Um, talk <laughs> about mental health, aches, pains, beauty at the gym, between the sheets, aging, first timers, benefits, demystifying things like there's a part in here about addiction that i found very interesting mm -hmm. to read um yeah. it's a pretty comprehensive fucking book that's awesome that's a huge deal also shout out this muse water that's a good tie-in too right get get friendly with your muse because there's this uh organic enhanced water that you could drink to try and do that mike this isn't an ad. Just thank you, Connor. You saved my life this weekend after Las Vegas. This stuff <laughs> showed up at my door. He was like, yo, I got you. I think you might want this. Sent it. My Muse enhanced organic water. It's got all the zincs, all the antioxidants. I've been chugging this all weekend. I'm so glad that we weren't recording yesterday, but this shit saved my life. <laughs> it's kind of like grown-up Pedialyte, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like I needed just... some fucking baby formula in my body. <laughs> it puts back what you lost because, yes, we went to Vegas uh, for several days. We ate mm. at all the places. We did all the running around. We won a jackpot on a slot machine. Mm -hmm. Not the big one, but the little one. $700,000. $700,000. 700,000 pennies. <laughs> <laughs> we ate at Roy Choi's best friend. We ate at That Momo would be really Fuku. funny if you... Um... If they handed it to you in pennies and you had to like drive back with Oh that. my God. Do you know there was that guy who paid his employee who he was mad at in pennies, right? What? Oh, that was the worst. I think it was not that long ago. And there was uh, someone who worked at like an automotive, like a, a garage or something. And he was owed one last check and his boss was refusing to pay. And he was like, dude, like you need to fucking pay this. And the boss showed up and did a dump Whoa. truck full of pennies into his driveway and was like, there you go. haha. <laughs> and the guy reported him and was like, Fuck you, that's not okay. And then I think he might have even like pressed charges. No kidding. Yeah. Truth. Mark yeah, is also right? thumbing it up. Yeah, I think he pressed charges and was like, that's just like an act of violence when I'm just asking you for money that you owe me, you fucking prick. Absolutely. How dare you? <laughs> how you dare you? Piece of shit. Yeah. Damn. So that's no. not even our news this week. <laughs> that's, but that's yeah. like some real ass news. Oh, is it time for news? Let's get to the news. All right. The Grublick is up. I right before we get to the the news. Yeah. Can I eat a sumo snack while we do it just to keep the edible train running? You're going to, yeah, keep keep that thing going. Okay, cool. Keep, keep the flow going. Which flavor are you going to, we've got uh, ranch, we've got the cheese puffs, which are my favorite. We've got the fiery cheese. There's also a hint of lime and salsa verde. They are 10 milligrams a bag. I'm so excited to just have them in my life. I take them hiking. We're taking them camping. Yeah, we are. We're taking them on the road to have at a rest stop and just eat in the shade of a tree. They're oh, this would be a nice tree bite. Yeah, absolutely. It's Ooh. the greatest picnic thing in the whole world. Man. Man. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, they should... Okay, Coachella is... No, it's already happening. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, sumo geez. snacks next year at Coachella. Yeah, sumo snacks all the time. We're going to have them uh, in running around Sacramento with Ali and Baldev when our 420 show is happening. Check that out. If you're in Sacramento on 420, Mike is headlining at the Punchline Sacramento, and Ali, Baldev, and I are there to open and support. 
And um, also our friends at Mendocino Cannabis Shop are helping us out with a giveaway. So go check them out on IG at Mendo Cannabis Shop. Um, oh, and I'm giving away a half ounce with late grade. Late grade. So um, I don't want to talk about how, mm-hmm. but I am giving away a free half ounce through ease through late grade. So that's no punchline. I'm not bringing a bunch of weed and throwing it into the crowd like Action Bronson, even though I want to. And right. I still might do that. But <laughs> it's, it's going to all be through ease. So it's super easy. So thank you, late grade. I can't wait to do that and gift somebody something delicious. That's the coolest. I would go to a comedy show if I had a chance at winning a half ounce. That's awesome. Action Bronson throws a pound out. Wow. How fucking cool is that? Oh, man. I've been to some cannabis events where they did like you know, weed cannons and like, the you know, the giant volcano bag and all that kind of stuff. It's always so fun to just see, you know, I mean, because, uh, you know, if, if you've never seen that kind of thing, it kind of blows your mind to see like yeah. that much weed in one place. You well, know? I'll tell you what. I'll 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 bust out a p- cheese puff sumo snack and I'll throw that into the crowd. Uh-huh. Land it in someone's mouth. Nice. It's kind of similar to a like weed cannon or a pound. You're the one who catches things in your mouth, though. So you need someone to shoot them at you. Like I need to be in the audience shooting cheese puffs into your mouth on stage. Would you please do that? Absolutely. Man, if I ever need like a power up during the headlining set, can I look to you for a cheese puff power up? I'll flip him to you like fish to a sea lion. <laughs> <laughs> And then I will expect you to thank me accordingly by making barking noises. And backflips? Mm-hmm. I'll do a backflip. B- bounce a ball on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a weird set, guys. Come on through. Um, let's get to the news, Mary Jane. The Grubla Gazette. The Grubla Gazette this week is, uh, I think we're going to talk about the story that I wrote for Vox, right? Uh, it's a cover story. It's the um, Vox, uh, Our Drugs, The Answer issue, which is on Vox.com right now. And um, I was really stoked to write a piece for them looking into the question why can't we ever have one unifying federal cannabis policy? And it was a really cool piece to work on because I got to speak to some incredible people, including um, Shalene Title, who is the CEO of a drug think tank called the Probabilis Center, mm. and Morgan Fox, who is the policy director for Normal, and Christina Bucola, who is a cannabis attorney in New York City, and just learn- people who know, yeah, and just really for for you know for for myself to really put all of the pieces in a perspective and really understand them in a way that I truly had never really looked into before because I've just always been sort of occupied with what's in front of me, which is California state stuff, you know, and to really look at like zoom out and be like, okay, what the fuck is up? Well, because the easiest thing for me to do as somebody who wants weed to be federally legal, actually, the easiest thing for anyone who wants anything to be anything <laughs> is to just be like, why can't it be this thing, especially on the federal government level? Like, why are we talking about abortion? Why are we talking about legalizing cannabis? Why are we talking about any of these things that should be like, stop it, really? Mm. And so for you to answer that question, because it's not as simple for me as being like, we need this person out of office and we need this dude in charge and we need this person to die and we need one thing that has all the checklists checked and Mm -hmm. that all sounds so utopian and it's just not the way that life works well it's reductive too right Mm. like because the 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 thing that i really learned is that it's such a insane patchwork of policies at a state level that then would be governed by federal law uh but not necessarily that wouldn't change laws at a state level there are all of these different pieces of legislation moving their way through congress right now there are currently four there's the Moore Act, which just passed in the House of Representatives for the second time, but probably won't make it through the Senate. There's the States Reform Act, which is a Republican-sponsored bill by Representative Nancy Mace, which has bipartisan support but doesn't do what a lot of Democrats 
want it to do with social justice and so on. Yeah, it's missing a couple key elements for people. Right. There's the Safe Banking Act, which is for banking reform, which a lot of the more act um, uh, supporters are mad about, too, because they feel like it doesn't address, you know, some of the issues that getting people out of prison, that sort of stuff. And I feel like that one can be folded into a bigger something. Sure. Yeah. That feels like a checklist. Point. Right. It's safe banking is should be part of the whole the federal whole. And then the other one is called the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. Anyway, the you know, it's that one's it's, good, though. I, I mean, think that one has a lot. It's to pretty it. comprehensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it should be introduced by um, Senator Schumer in April, as you know, what I was told. So anyway, it's over at Box. If people want to check it out, it's uh, I learned a lot writing it. I spoke to some very, you know, I learned cool a lot minds. reading it. Thank you, man. I didn't know any of this stuff. And in, in a way that I could like formulate how policy really works and what needs to be done to get us where I want us to be. Right. And it was nice to read what, like 3,500 words? Yeah. <laughs> 3,892 words, I believe, oh, was nice. the final count. You even hit the 92? <laughs> Dang. It was, yeah, it was many words. To read that and have it flow, but also get, and not only flow while giving me a big idea to having a granular, granular understanding to it. Um, but also the fact that it's on Vox. Yo, congrats, Mary Jane. Thanks, Mike. It was, yeah, you know, definitely very proud to have worked on it and, um, looking forward to, you know, just continuing to follow it because, uh, it's not going to be anytime soon, you know, federal cannabis legalization, if it does happen, when it does happen, I think we can all say that it's safely going to happen, but it's going to be a while and we need to really make sure that we're holding all of the lawmakers accountable every step of the way, because as we've seen in DC, even though voters legalized cannabis in 2014, they're still don't have access to retail shops for adult use cannabis because Congress is just getting in the way of it. So you know, we still need to, at every step, hold policymaker and lawmakers and regulators' feet to the fire and be like, do what we said. We voted this thing in. California voters approved a bill that included a one-acre cap to protect small farmers. And then before the law went into effect, you know, as you I- You slippery bitches. They, they came removed through with that cap. loops. And they took, they took that out and the small farmers didn't have protection. So, yeah, it's just, it's infuriating uh, and it's never ending, but it's also- it's vital to save the industry and make sure that the rollout is a, is something that we can all benefit from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the important part. Like everyone needs to have safe and fair access. Everyone should be able to profit mm-hmm. in, in a in a fair way. When you have one shot at making all things equal the way that they should be mm-hmm. and then going from there, that's really what I want. Right? I want some equality, man. And it takes a long ass time. I mean, you know, that stuff moves slowly. So for it- sure. In the meantime, yes. can we talk about Quinn? Because that you can get in one of those loop-de-loops across the country, yeah. and that is the shit. That's the thing. So the 2018 Farm Bill, uh, hemp became legal under that bill. 0.3% THC hemp is legal for sale in all 50 states, and uh, Quinn has created an alt-cannabinoid brand out of that. They're sourcing Delta-8 and Delta-9 THC products from hemp yep. that they can send to all 50 states. Yeah. yeah. So if you live in one of the 50 states, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or Guam. Or Guam. And I got to be honest, if you're in the Netherlands, I, I would still mail you some. We don't know. Is it internationally legal? Who? Yeah. Delta 8? Yeah, Delta 8. Absolutely. And Delta 9. And Delta 9? Mm-hmm. Delta 10. Yo, did you hear about that one? You, what, what's up with Delta 10? Oh, you won't even believe it. I can't what? talk about it yet. I signed a uh, N Delta A. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their berry syrup, also uh, dynamite. 
and their nectar berry syrup, also dynamite, and their vapes dynamite, and their Kush series dynamite, and their concentrates dynamite. Um, all of that is to say, you also can use the code Weed and Grub at checkout, and it gives you four thousand. No, what is it? Twenty five percent off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have some hummus. Yeah, get yourself some of your recipe. What's up with this bus pipe? Oh, shout out Harrison Baum. That thing is great. Yeah, he's going to be on the pod soon. Okay. As we do Buds of the Week this week, mm-hmm. try that final French toast popcorn. Absolutely. Okay. I've been staring at it the whole time. So then could you go first while I get the popcorn? Yes, I will go first with my Bud of the Week. I'm so Sweet. excited. I uh, want to shout out as my Bud of the Week, Brianna Joy Beastie on Instagram. It's at Brianna, B R I. A-N-N-A, Joy Beastie. And Brianna is a producer with um, BDC Productions, which is a filmmaking and creative direction and set design production company that does a bunch of cool stuff in the weed world here in California. And they do, it looks like Umo is one of their clients and Josephina Billy's, which is that awesome place that just opened a couple of months ago. That place rocked. Yeah. And um, it's just awesome to see someone making cool content that's like really you know highly conceptual and also just like you know someone from someone who obviously loves cannabis and brianna uh wished me a happy birthday and i just wanted to say well you're my butt of the week that's fucking (laughs) cool that's really cool yeah follow them at brianna joy beastie on ig my butt of the week this week is on instagram but also i found them because of beautiful youtube so my butt of the week this week is outdoor chef life um Man, I love just watching people like fish on a stream in Oregon, catch something delicious, maybe throw it back if it doesn't follow the law, keep it if it does follow the law, and then cook it up into like delicious sushi and paellas right there on the beach. And he's so good at it. Him and, um, excuse me, I don't know what his, uh, the person he lives with, and I don't even know if they're a couple, but um, there's two of them together. I apologize. I don't know your name, but like Outdoor Chef Life, it's calming, it's beautiful, it's perfect. And the movie... Oregon Steelhead Sushi is out right now. Hold on. I'll show you their Instagram. Wow. Have you ever caught Steelhead? I have caught Steelhead. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steelhead's a totally yummy. It's a trout. So it's got like that l- little more delicate flavor than, um, you know, salmon. Yeah. Like trout are just a slight. Like I've always loved. I grew up eating trout because my dad was a trout biologist, primarily salmon and trout. But um, and there's just something about the flavor of that. It's like that really delicate, complex trouty flavor i don't even know how to describe it that sounds so good it's so good well check this out this is what here's look at the row in the second oh my picture God, that's the beautiful. row from inside the steelhead yeah and so what he did was he bo- he boiled it at first because there could be possibly bacteria on the row but it won't change its flavor mm-hmm. and then he made this marinade in a mason jar with that row of like soy sauce fish sauce vinegar a bunch of water some brown sugar and let it all steep mm. and then in that first picture yeah if you look at that so he made sushi with salmon that he had just caught sliced it super thin and then took that marinated steelhead row and danced it around the plate wow. and it looks like such a feast on a f- campfire i've never seen anything like it so shout out outdoor chef life you're my butt of the week and one of their hashtags on this picture is tug is the drug i wonder what that means fishing fishing tug is the drug that's so cool. I've never heard that before. Neither have I. Wow. This is amazing. I definitely want to follow uh, Outdoor Chef Life. This is really cool. Thank you for tuning turning me on to that. Hell yeah. Also, our, 
our VIB this week is real rad. Yeah. Brooke Bergstaller. Such a pleasure to finally kick it with Brooke because I feel like we've been wanting to sit down together, but we just needed to wait to be able to do it in person. 100%. And this yeah. French toast popcorn is very good. Oh, let me taste. Here you go. Um, Yeah, Brooke, Brooke, we've known each other for a little while. We get into the first time we ever saw each other. And uh, she's just an awesome, sunny, delightful person doing a lot of work in many ways yeah it's really cool to hear all of the ways that she's doing that and also just make a lot of weird jokes yeah absolutely as mm-hmm. an artist and just like as an open flow between the three of us chatting mm-hmm. that was awesome what do you think about the french toast it's good i don't want to crunch into the microphone but okay it's great oh my god it is french toast right it tastes exactly like cinnamon toast crunch yeah, yeah. delicious <laughs> amazing great job um if you want to check out sweetsregourmet.com Again, not an ad. We just met him at our friend Stephen Kramer Glickman's birthday party, and he gave us a bunch of popcorn to try. And man, it's good. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, this has we... been a real intro full of it's snacking been... and smoking. Yeah, we just like did and a hard sipping. right before we were just about to get to Brooke, and then we're talking about popcorn, and that's how this episode went. Folks. Actually, that is a perfect example yeah. of this interview with Brooke. It's like ramble, ramble over here, and ramble, ramble over there, and here we go, and oh, and here's our interview. <laughs> <laughs> So without further ado, here's our interview with Brooke Bergstaller. It's kind of like a fireworks ASMR. Or like farting ASMR. (laughs) That'd be okay. Some good farts. Always funny. Never not funny. Never not funny. Never not. I had one funny. the other day that like filled the bowl with hot air. Whoa. That was awesome. Ew. Why? It felt amazing. You mm. filled a bowl with hot air? Like, you know, like a good fart that'll <laughs> fill the whole toilet bowl with hot air? <laughs> no. I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't know what this. I've never had this experience. Oh. I didn't know this was what I was looking for either. Is this right after Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you eat? <laughs> all of happened? it. <laughs> Just buffet all of after it. buffet. <laughs> yeah. The Taco Bell Cantina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole cantina. I mean, we can get into it. Okay, we, are we ready? We, we've been rolling. Oh, okay. powerful. Yeah. Mark's the man. <laughs> right. He knows. Let's, he knows. We'll go. Um, well, Brooke, what up? Hey. That's an awesome intro. Yeah, now I'm still thinking about farting. I'm assuming you guys know this i don't know too much about like pop culture but what i do know is often weird there's a girl from a reality show like a 90 day fiance and she was farting in jars <gasps> and then selling them online and she made like half a million dollars mm-hmm. what was selling her patooties didn't she end up going to the er or something though something <laughs> happened because she was like eating so much food to be able to fart in all the jars that she, she couldn't like, keep up with the demand she couldn't keep up the supply and the demand it was too hard on her digestive system i believe she ended up in the ER. I didn't know part two of the story, but I honestly think that makes her more honorable because that means she was actually farting. She wasn't just saying, I'm ga- I'm closing up the gas in yeah. here with a rose petal and sending it off. She was, was really doing it. Real deal. So this Full is like fiber. a niche market and it's going to sound like a joke and it's not a joke. Cameo for farts where she can take what she's already capitalized for himself and then make a network of jar farters that can work with her under a production hub for different just because the supply and demand. Now you can like spread out a little bit and it's not just all on you. I would be a freelance yeah. jar farter. For sure. And what are you guys like besides the podcast? Maybe this is. Well, I know. I'm it, already thinking about different sizes. You want to invest jars. in things. 
I need new revenue Mary streams. Jane, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yo, because you can do jar size. You can do like Mason versus Oz. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could be like beautiful. Yeah. Farting in glass China wear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that so, yeah, fun. that's how I'm doing. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> well, we need to introduce you to our listeners. Can oh. you let everyone know a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, my goddess. Sure. Hi, I'm Brooke, and I am a comedian and an actress and multi-hyphenate because I'm a millennial, and I have a cannabis and wellness platform called Budding Mind, and now a podcast because life took me there, and- um, You do things. I do things. Yeah. I do a lot of things. Yeah. You do so many things. So many things, yep. and yet- You know where I first saw you? at all. <laughs> I think before we'd actually met in person, I saw you as the um, sort of face of the double blind mushroom course. Oh, wow. Right? And you know, I knew you well before that. A long time ago, this is so long ago. In a galaxy far, far away. High Times filmed a like 500th issue- yeah, Mike was there too. Minute long <laughs> extravaganza at yep. some random ass studio in Hollywood. I worked at the random ass studio. Yeah, and so no I saw shit. you there, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's iconic!" But you like were busy being. <laughs> I was so high. You were busy being hours. like the leader high time. So, <laughs> but I was like, "Can I get you a water?" Oh my goodness! Yeah, so that, that was that was our first energetic exchange. That's right. That was yeah. An, yeah. That was a crazy day because it was 500 live stream minutes. Shout out John Capetta for making it all yes. happen. And John Capetta brought Mike Glazer uh, into the studio that day. Because he's the best. Because he's the greatest. And you came through with our friend Ryan Howard. And also the is best. Is that how you met? Yeah, uh, we knew each other at that point, oh, okay. um, but not well. And we weren't doing anything together. And Mike showed up and I was so high that I had my hoodie. Like, basically, I was doing like an E.T. sitting in a stool facing the wall on a five minute break from being on camera for like 500 minutes straight smoking with Pinsky and whoever oh. else was around. And it was just so that was a crazy day. So you spent you did the day right. You yeah. I mean, you but you know, what? I mean, you both know being on camera when you're high is its own special kind of weird yeah. skill that you uh, you know, you don't know you have to learn it until all of a sudden you're doing it. And then you're like, whoa, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's actually something I don't venture into often, mm-hmm. surprisingly, as much as I like do stuff on camera. Same with stand up. I've tried everything high at points in my life. And as someone who has an undercurrent of anxiety, I've just learned that like, don't do my auditions high. Don't do stand up high. Like sometimes I don't perform as well and I'm not as eloquent as I would like to be except I'm a little high right now so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens roll the dice baby yeah. I, mean, we I was like we're gonna jars. be baked I, I, gotta, I don't you know if we're gonna smoke there well what's gonna happen perfect <laughs> I gotta get ready Matt, so you were working at that studio because you were here in Los Angeles working as an actor. Yes. And then and obviously d- wasn't working as an actor, so I worked at a studio. Well, <laughs> we, I mean, Get him where you fit in, yo. Hey. When I was working full-time as an actor, I was still working as a bartender and a copy yeah. editor. I mean, that's the, that's the biz, right? Are you listening to... There's a great podcast right now that I've been loving called Dead Eyes. No. With uh, Connor Ratliff, who... It's just a fantastic podcast Mark's about nodding. the industry, and the, I, I won't get into it too Plug much, book? but suffice to say, like, really, truly, it's such an incredible listen. It's about him tracing the story back to when he was fired by Tom Hanks from the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers 20 years ago. And he's an actor? And he's an actor. And he just talks about all of the ways that you have to sort of mind trick yourself into believing that you're doing well even when you're not necessarily doing well by talking to a million different guests. But it's that trick of like, I'm an actor, but I am also... I also have dead eyes. Well, no, and I'm also (laughs) here to give you a canopy, you know? Yeah. And to not let that kill you. Yeah, I think that 
sometimes I don't know. You know, we, I can't predict my future. I have hopes and dreams, but like I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall every day and seeing if it sticks. But I think sometimes with actors that you're actually brought here because you think you're trying to be an actor when really you're like trying to gain life skills, like mm. having thick skin and like yeah. finding other creative outlets and finding like strength. <laughs> this is a cool place to be an adult or to learn how to be an adult. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing at least you kind of say. Is that oh right Learning or wrong? Learning to be an adult Very here? Pissed. Wow. Between, between, <laughs> between that day between, of yeah. the 500 and now, how did you move into, were you working in cannabis at the time? No, okay. not really. So yeah, interesting how things happened. I actually thinking about that job, I was teaching yoga full time. Wow. Up until I got the job at the studio and I was like, am I going to teach yoga and go down this path or am I going to like work this grueling production job? And so I chose the latter. And then there I ended up working at Mary Jane. And then that kind of snowballed and enlightened me to like, oh, I can make weed content? How crazy. Wow. And this fusion of interests, like making shit and having it be about cannabis was uh, a pretty spectacular learning moment and that that really important thread i think that you have with budding mind is the sort of wellness aspect of it which is you know like i've heard you talk about you know all use is beneficial no matter how you're choosing to get that plant in your body like you can see it however you want but it's like it's always going to make you better if it works for you i guess i should say yeah i mean i actually don't think that cannabis is for everyone like when people right. say i've never tried it before and i'm really nervous and i don't know if i should do it i'm usually like no yeah. <laughs> right and i think that goes for a lot of substances too like some people are allergic to aspirin or like penicillin or whatever but david chang just did a month no alcohol no sugar Mm-hmm. And oh, I was like, yo, hard. that sounds interesting. That's like, really you hard. Know, like and when you put it back in your body, what is that going to do? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like little breaks or if it ain't for you or see if it's for you and then it ain't for you. Yeah, whatever baby. it means. Yeah. Know yourself. Yeah. You can get your plants like in a lot of different ways. Doesn't mean that you have to get high. But yeah, the wellness aspect of cannabis is very important to me. And I think is also just like you know, as we frame the narrative of weed, that's just like a sector that ought to be included in the conversation and Mm -hmm. tends to be one I lean into. But (laughs) I don't know. I've never gone no weed for a month. I've never really taken a break. Yeah. (laughs) From consuming. Since when? When did you you find your affinity? And what day? Yeah. (laughs) And what were you wearing? When were you? (laughs) Oh, goddess. I mean, I tried weed in high school and like this is a true story that's absolutely humiliating but is a stand-up joke that... I shit you not, I started smoking weed in high school and then would write in my diary. Like, I didn't know what manifestation was or affirmations. And I wrote, like, I want to buy my own pipe and I want to buy my own weed one day and I want to be a stoner. (laughs) Like, I have it written, like, when I was 15 or something. is when I started dabbling in weed, but I I never bought it. And I think when you buy weed or any substance, that's when, like, you do it. Where did you grow up? That story is in Arizona. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Okay. And like salt and pepper in between. But Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I went to college in Miami and my roommate was a stoner and I was an alcoholic. And then because um, it was Miami and college and I can't um, even imagine. trauma. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Miami was wow. taxing on my body. I'm still saying sorry. Yeah, it gets you trained for Vegas, right? Like, it gets you <laughs> <Yeah>. in shape. <laughs> 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 Once I spent seven days in Las Vegas on spring break from college in Miami. 
Whoa, wow. seven days. Yeah. What'd you do the fifth day? Praying for my former self. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I think it was like pure survival mode towards the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so intense. Uh, but uh, yeah, I started really having a relationship with cannabis in college when I... There was like a transition phase for me. I got locked in a bar because I was too drunk. And then after that moment, I was like, oh, like if I keep boozing this hard, what's going to happen next? The metaphor of that comes true, right? Yeah. Locked in a bar? Yeah. Get out of here. Quite literally. Whoa. Yeah. Did what you a, like sign a, story, a sign of a sign of a sign of a sign. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But that's when I was like, okay, maybe there's other things I can do besides going out to a bar and drinking. And so I would like smoke weed and make crafts. I got locked in a bologna factory. <laughs> no, you didn't. And I had to stop. Was that literally your dream come true? It was. <laughs> I need to know how you got out. Sorry. Before we move oh, on. I'm sorry. I tried to interject like four times. I I'm know sorry, Mark can hear me. I'm going like, oh. yeah, you guys, the conversation rolls fast. I love it. Let's go. My Zip brain is how did you get sorry. out of the bar? Okay, how did I get out? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I woke up in the bar. I was still quite inebriated. So I was like very open to breaking out so like all of the doors were locked from the um inside of the bar and the keys there were no keys anywhere i swear like i checked thoroughly for an exit plan and i couldn't get out but there were windows on the doors all lining the front of the venue and so i pulled a fire extinguisher at for or a fire alarm i thought the fire truck would come and save me and then my phone was dead by the way and then I took a fire extinguisher and just broke the windows and like climbed out. <laughs> You're so fierce. That's wild. I was shmammered when I woke up. Yeah. I don't think. And also the bar didn't open until like 4 p.m. the next day. Mm -hmm. And this was like 4 or 5 a.m. So I was like, yo, I cannot spend 10 hours in here. Like I have brought myself to this point, but I will free myself if I must. <laughs> With a fire extinguisher. With a fire extinguisher, yeah. And I will not say the name of the bar. I hope it still does not exist. But my friends didn't believe me the next morning. And then when we drove by, the door was boarded up. And I was like, why do you think they did that? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Cool. It's like a great story and also a terrifying story. Yes, totally. That it's is funny, a... but like, should I write a book about it and then yes. make it like a sub-scandal? Yeah, because <laughs> it's already a great stand-up bit. You may as well like hit all the areas, all the fart jars. <laughs> <laughs> you like had some cool trailer pictures on your Instagram. Oh. Can we talk about them? Oh, well, as an actor, there's obligatory bragging for whenever you book a one-line moment on a yes, show. That's awesome. So, um, actually... Yeah, I have in the summer, I will have lines on shows. Oh Whoa. my God, can you believe it? That's fucking huge. It's thrilling. It is. It's crazy that like that is huge. And in the grand scheme of acting, you watch the Oscars and you're like, oh yeah, those people have careers it's not, i'm not like mm. negging myself at all it's just fascinating that's the thing though i mean you're you know with the oscars obviously that's the rarest air there is for you sure. just by dint of being a working actor are also incredibly incredibly uh in, in a very small percentage of people and it's just the fucking coolest i mean yeah. i went to theater school and i know there's a very small actress. percentage of well i'm not working at all at you know i still think of myself as an actor but i'm not i haven't worked as an actor in a very long time and so mm -hmm. i just recognize like what that actually takes from someone to be a working for someone to be a working comic or a working actor like mad props to you guys because yeah. it's so 
hard. It's a road, baby. Yeah. So you got back into stand-up after like, yes. a little reprieve, right? Had to immediately. Mm -hmm. But before we talk stand-up, because I know uh. we both are like great at stand-up comedy. Um, so great. Would you both say as actors, because you've done it better than me, that like a <laughs> one to five line scene is the biggest pool of competition mm -hmm. because the the like it's a pyramid right towards oscars is that fair to say so like you getting these roles that you're not naming but they haven't come out yet is that the biggest pool of la I, I did just hear on that podcast that i was mentioning dead eyes he interviews at one point colin hanks he gets to before mm. he actually talks to tom hanks and he colin hanks was saying one of the craziest things that you don't really know when you're auditioning for those roles those one to five line roles is that more often than not, the offer's already out to a star of some or some some recognizable person. So that then they will just while they wait to hear a yes from someone who could potentially be a draw. Like for instance, like Seth Rogen was in Anchorman for like two lines, right? It's crazy. That um, they'll just like get working actors to read for those lines, but then ultimately and then you break through. Sometimes you break through. Sometimes you break through. Sometimes you Ooh. get cast and you break through. But it's like such an intense competition. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I yeah. think like there's there's also this strange hierarchy that honestly, having been out in LA trying to be an actor for this long, I should know it a little more like uh, straightforwardly. But it's like a co-star is like one line. And then a guest star is like, maybe you get some more lines, maybe you have multiple scenes, and then you're recurring. But like, I also think in TV, that guest star space is like, that's really competitive because, uh, well, I guess the same thing, like you're competing with, you've moved up right. in a rank, yep. but then you're competing with all, like a whole new level of people. Mm -hmm. Can I ask more acting questions? Yeah, let's cool? go. Yeah, because obviously I'm the expert. I mean, listen, you're going to be on screens. <laughs> we can actually go and watch you on screens this summer. Wow. It's fucking cool. Thank you. Like the way you both describe it, it's because it's not a job where you can kind of walk in and know what to expect every day. It's not that kind of job. So it's a new job kind of every single time. Like when you have those one to five lines and it's on one type of show or it's on another type, like... How do you show up that day and like do your best? If we're being honest, I will not name the show, but one of the shows that I literally have one line that is so simple. It's directional. I am pointing <laughs> someone in a direction. I was absolutely shitting myself hot cold. The director was like, hey, can you speak up? We want to hear you. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. Like, I don't know. Someone literally at the end of the day, the star of the show was like, you did good, kid. And I was like, ooh, he gave me a kid. Like, he yeah. saw the panic in my energy field. And so it goes. So I think those are like arguably more hard because you don't have a chance to drop in. Like you are literally moving the story forward. And when mm. you're on set, there's a lot of other pieces interlocking into your like one little morsel of a moment. So there's a lot yeah. of pressure there. It is easier to be the star because everyone's taking care of you and making sure that you have everything you need in order and, to do your best job. Yeah. And bouncing be a, off of you. Yeah. But to be a journeyman actor like that one to five. Ooh. Ooh, that's tough, man. You yeah. were just making me, this is kind of very off topic, but you just made me think uh, of when we were speaking to uh, someone who does adult uh, entertainment porn uh -huh. for a living. And she was saying that like DP is actually the easiest because and I don't even know why. Because double penetration. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my God. Not what I thought you meant. <laughs> I know exactly what you meant. Would you like to say what you meant, Brooke? Uh, director of photography. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Misdirection achieved. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> 
Oh, really? Okay. And why is that the easiest? Is I'm not rules? sure. No, no I think why? it had something to do with like the amount that they prepare for as opposed to just like, you know, the, ah, sort of the regular stuff. It's the like willy they give, nilly. They give you extra care when you're sort of doing the bigger things. You know, very weird tangent. Sorry to introduce it. But no, that's I, fascinating. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so one energy. Go for the gold, yeah. honey. <laughs> <laughs> just say yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When did you learn yeah. that? Oh, well, you know, it's a philosophy, I suppose, but not like my only philosophy. But Let's talk more about philosophies. Oh, sure. All right. Mm. What are they? Hmm. Your yeah. parents gave you lots of gunk and then you spend the rest of your life being a cleaning lady. Chip, chip, chip. Of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make me think of that gunk too. The metaphor, of my uh, one of my awesome therapists was telling me that trauma is like literally, her metaphor was that it, it's like if you take a library uh, – as, an, as a metaphor, I'm sorry, I'm having a moment to, where I want to assemble the thought because it was a really cool one. Beautiful. So Mary Jane picture, makes mind palaces. Yeah. Oh, here's, do you have uh, making sorry, a mind palace, the gap. A mind library. No, if you, if, if you look at a library and you just imagine every book off the shelf and every book covered in gunk, that's trauma. And the process of healing is to pick each book up and wipe each page clean before putting it back on the shelf. And that's our process of recovery. And I... <laughs> It really helped me to sort of understand it because I had had this diagnosis of PTSD and I was like, I don't, I, nobody can help me understand what that means. But if I can actually think about like tidying and cleaning and taking care of the parts mm-hmm. of me that need attention, it makes sense. Wow. Bit by bit, baby. Yeah. Book by book. Book by book. Join my book club where we so open much up work. <laughs> a chapter of my trauma. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I mean, there's oh, some book, so fun funny. books in there too. Yeah, there's, there's some coloring. There's book. some far side comics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, few. There's, <laughs> there's some, some Calvin, adventure, some hubs, you yeah. know. Yeah, just good stuff. Another philosophy I have is that people call um, their father's dad or daddy based off how much money they make. Ooh. Like all my friends who have wealthy dads call them daddy, and Whoa. like dad, if you're listening. Dad, <laughs> I love you and you've done so much for me. Don't get me wrong, but like we don't have a family plane, you know? Yes. Oh, I thought you said plan, but also. Oh, no. Probably not that either. <laughs> this is like a much like needed episode for me. Uh, I've needed to have some like real talk about some shit and it uh. feels really good to have because um, I don't know. Recently, it's just been comedy, 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 comedy all the time. And uh, I needed to fill back up. So I really appreciate this, y'all. Wow. I need to fill up. I fucking love you. Also, isn't it funny that sometimes being around comedians that often will actually make you depressed? Weirdly. Weirdly. Yeah. Yo, that's real. I'm half kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It could be a single note. Anything can be a single note. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I need like more symphonies. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I really hung out with a bunch of comedians and I was so surprised at how, um, what the energy was. Like it just, I was like, oh, this is some like spiky sharp, you know, this isn't like light and floaty and it's like, there's a lot of like, yeah, it's it's so intense. I just think that, you know, being around a lot of comedians is, it's, it's interesting it's trying to sustain energy. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, to try to sustain it. And I mean, it's like, I guess it's like weed, like people who come to comedy come from so many different places in life that comedy isn't enough of a centralized force to like right keep it's not the to unifier. make it all make sense yeah it's mm-hmm. not exactly the unifier like when I would go to a lot of open mics back in the day back in the way day 
if I like make a yoga joke, no one's laughing at me. I'm like, hold on. That was a funny pun about an asana. Oh, we don't speak the same language. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. But you know, I'm trying to think the of best an asana jokes pun. are universal anyway. So uh, what do you say? No. Mm. <laughs> oh, you're trying to think of a yoga joke? An yeah. As- like a pun? nice as- asana pun. Mm-hmm. An asana pun. Mm-hmm. You've got a nice asana. Or, uh, I mean... <laughs> Damn, okay, yeah. That's the lowest <laughs> hanging fruit. <laughs> I love fruit. Uh, well, yeah, we got to talk about food. Those are blood oranges. So our spread here, we've got some uh, hummus that I tried to make not too, too, too garlicky. So um, You made her? I did. I made Woman. some hummus for for our hang today. And then um, some blood oranges, carrots, raw almonds. And then we have some other snacks from uh, Mike's birthday. You were trying some- Oh, my gosh, it was just your birthday. Happy birthday. And yeah. uh, uh, what well, when we record this, but also tomorrow is Mary Jane's birthday. Oh yeah, what? We're, we are, and uh, and I want to guess your birthday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guess. Hmm. I'm thinking of it very intensely. Are you? Mm-hmm. September 11th. Oh, whoa. Oh, you, you gave nothing away. <laughs> this is why you're so good. Yeah. Damn, May 17th. Was... September 19th. Whoa, Mike. I thought I did give something away. I looked at him like, what? <laughs> you guys are linked. <laughs> I mean, it's eight days away. I appreciate the generosity. <laughs> I mean, that worked. You're, you're in the edibles flow, Mike. Yeah, I am oh. really high enough. Oh, yeah. Right what'd now. you guys eat? Just all of it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 sorry. Um, we were going to talk about these snacks, though. Yes. From the birthday. So that's cookie dough that my brother sent me. What? It's loose cookie dough, but you can also put it in the oven and bake it or eat it raw. And so uh, put a candle in some cookie dough for a wish. <laughs> this is like, I would say cookie dough is probably my favorite food. Wow. It's crazy that it, you can just order it online and it will show up at your house and you don't even have to bake it. You can just eat it right out of the tub. That yeah. is, ooh, baby, baby. And um, and then we also good. so we went to Korean barbecue. We don't have a spoon. You're gonna just have to, like, I need to use my do finger. A bump. Is that okay? I didn't ask if I can <laughs> yeah, finger just you. Do a dough, bump. Cookie dough. Perfect. God, that's good. Oh my god. So, uh, for Mike's birthday, we went to a Korean barbecue, and there was a dollar store next door, and so all of us went in and got him different kinds of treats. So we also have an assortment of those, which I you love. Try some like, shit? This feels weird. like it's the so most fun. beautiful birthday. The chaka rooms. Sure, I would gladly try some things. What yeah. are you going to do for your birthday? Uh, I feel like I've already celebrated it. Honestly, I'm going to probably try and like keep it very um, low key. I want to like spend a lot of time with my dog. <sighs> love it. And go for a big hike, like that kind of stuff. Okay, so beautiful. something else. I will say my mother sent me a, a package that I'm uh, a little nervous to open because she just sent me uh, – it's a customs label because it's from Canada so I can see what's in it. And it's um, like eight pounds of family correspondence. So I think for my birthday, my mom just mailed me a package of old letters. <laughs> we'll see. Wow. That's an so email. It could either, yeah, it could have been an email. <laughs> so it's either like the genesis for a new project I'm going to work on or just some old mail. <laughs> Either Thanks, way, Mom. fuel for the fire, quite literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you got? What you got? So I'm many so choices. T- I'm like revved up. I got to open chocolate mushrooms. We're opening up chocolate mushrooms. Oh, Look here, go to town. Look how cute they are. Milky chocolate rooms. These were from the dollar store that you went to. Mm-hmm. This was a Japanese dollar store. Yes. What's it called? Uh, uh, Daiso. Daiso. I've yeah, been there. It's okay, the best. Oh. You remember the name of the store? Oh yeah, they're everywhere. There's a bunch of them. Mm. It's like a chain. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Daiso. Yep. Oh. Oh. So oh, good. Hell. Yeah. Have you guys been to Mitsua? What is it? On the west side. It's a Japanese grocery store. 
it's like a little bit more elevated. You can get octopus tentacles and all kinds of fish to make sushi and like literally every Japanese snack. Every candy. candy, Yeah, candy and cookies, but also like salty. Oh, there's just a little like rice cakes covered in Japanese flavoring that are so good. It is so frustrating (laughs) to stand in the CVS and only see like Mars and Milky Way takeover when there's so many other delicious treats out there. Yeah. I know. Oh, man. Can I try a mushroom? Yeah. That's the monoculture. I was going to say no, but (laughs) (laughs) no, you cannot. So are you, do you, you cook? I love to cook. Yeah. I'm a predominantly vegetarian, although we've been diving into fish lately, Uh mainly because my partner wants to put on weight and so he needs more protein. He went vegetarian for me and and got very skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a skinny guy. He's a, he's a string beam. That's how I like him. Yeah, mm-hmm. break him. He's gonna be strong, <laughs> sinewy, hottest body in the world. Uh, 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 uh. But yeah, I love to. I love making like sauces. That's usually the inspiration source of a lot of the food that I make. I love making nut sauces. What is a nut sauce? <laughs> okay. Well, it used to be cashew sauce, but it turns out I'm allergic. So now it's almond sauce. And uh, just get you, you just got to get a Vitamix, just a casual, very expensive blender that someone gifted me. And uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have it otherwise. Your family doesn't have a plane. <laughs> you have Vitamix money. Um, but oh, like almonds, when you get uh certain nuts like you don't have to soak really in order to make a nice sauce so i get slivered almonds nutritional yeast some spices maybe some sriracha like Ooh. oh a nacho cheese almond sauce mm-hmm. um everyone listening is like that doesn't sound like what do you put it on it sounds fucking delicious spoon it into your mouth uh, oh i drink it like a milkshake put it on a sure. stir fry fuck up some veggies yeah. make a little fried tofu can i ask yeah. you a question about fried tofu do you cook it yeah yes okay I just bought some tofu. I've never made fried tofu. I'm so okay. excited for you. Um, I got the trick. You do? Mm-hmm. Hit me with it because I, I know that you have to get as much water out as possible to make it brown and crispy. And oh, you, maybe I'm wrong about that. You got all the well, answers. Well, you do, but you don't have to try too hard. Just put like paper towels over it or a towel and then a heavy book on top and then set it for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. All your trauma. And it'll squeeze out a bit. All your trauma, baby. <laughs> put put your trauma in the tofu. <laughs> Get that gunk on there. <laughs> it's a reversal. I've also heard that you can just wrap it in paper and put it between your mattress and your box spring and sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> Princess and the pea. That's one method. I love it. You know. Did I pee the bed? No, my tofu's leaking. Ew. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but then I use cornstarch to fry the tofu. Cornstarch and like a bunch of spices and starch is like it's so sticky it's almost like chalky so it binds to the tofu nah, sounds and then you fry it in some oil baby girl make a little almond sauce on the side you have yourself a LA meal yeah that sounds good chocolate room for dessert exactly no one needs to go to Erwan we'll just come over to your uh, house do you guys like Erwan I love the f- things they have there and I wish I could afford them like I had a friend bring me a golden milk latte when I moved to LA and I was like I'm gonna have one of these as often as I possibly can and he was like well it costs like 16 (laughs) dollars I was like oh so love it and you know wish wish I could go there more how about you I used to really go hard on air one and then i really had to like look at who i was becoming mm-hmm. i lived by i think all the air ones have different like communities and so i lived by the one by the grove which i called influencer air one uh-huh. oh yeah it and, sure like, is 
Yeah, at any given moment, there was a fitness model inside of that building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Full a very, very weird up. place. I always felt like people were like looking at you, like sizing you up to see, like, are you someone? I was like, no, I'm just here for buffalo cauliflower. Like, please let me leave in peace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here's my thirty dollars for lunch. <laughs> and the thing that I've learned in LA, which is so wild, is that if you are someone, you generally look like you're not. Mm-hmm. The people who look like they're someone are the ones who are trying to. Uh huh. And the actual like the power players, they move amongst us without you knowing sunglasses right? hoodie like you at the high time yeah <laughs> pulling the et move low key or the, or they're not even in the store because they don't have to be <laughs> they yeah. send their people exactly. <laughs> although i did see drew barrymore there once and she was with like her everyone was so young that was with her but she was oh. with a gaggle of people that were like making sure drew was okay and i was like she doesn't do this much does she <laughs> she was so tiny too i saw army hammer in the santa monica whole foods in the produce section just all by himself when uh pre pre everything oh, okay mm-hmm. mm. yeah it was probably like 2018 well, you i wish and you had known you could have taken some pics gotten a side interview listen talk to me about ribs talk to me about <laughs> knife play talk to me talk to me about talk, knife play talk, talk to me about all Isn't the things you seductive? Yeah. <laughs> how sharp my knives are fuck away from me <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> well, at least he has family wealth. He has a daddy. He'll be fine. He does have a daddy. He'll be absolutely fine. Are yeah. you are you dad? Your dad. You wouldn't call your what do you say? My father? Yeah, what do you call Steve? <laughs> Steve? Hey Steve. <laughs> Shout out Steve. Yeah. My dad was Dai. Dai? Ooh. Yeah. Which is a little sort of in between. Yeah, he's crossing some lines. It was because there. my sister had a made up language where she gave all of us weird names that don't exist anywhere else. And so that was his made up name. What was yours? Ragged. Ragged? Oh my god, I love that. Wow. No explanation. That's so cute. Comes from nowhere. You don't need one. No. Yeah, that's actually your given name. (laughs) It's the name I'll be recognized by when I enter the next realm. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, Ragged, you're here. Oh, I've heard that. Right. (laughs) That's how you know you're in a really good place, huh? Yeah, if I hear Ragged. Yeah. mm -hmm, I'm in a safe place. I want to get you like a gold chain necklace, you know, like. One of the ones that say people's names on yeah. it, but ragged. I would love that. How do you spell ragged? I'm Wait. assuming it's I-T. Ragged? R-A-G-G-E-T. E-T. Yeah. Okay. Oh. This for necklace purposes. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your <laughs> birthday's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? How, I gotta what go to kind? a goldsmith. Do you guys know anyone? <laughs> oh, you're going to get it melted? <laughs> awesome (laughs) are you i want to this is a random question but uh do you have any body mods are you into tattoos or anything oh my god Ooh, sexy question yeah and take out those knives i'm just no i'm interested well i have like a tattoo you could actually see a poke of it here this Mm -hmm. is like my biggest tattoo i don't have many they're all like a bit incongruent on my body this was my first tattoo oh nice it's an ohm sign i know can i I see it that's a great i bet that hurt though it didn't hurt. My God, it didn't hurt. And I've had it redone so many times. It just washes off. I showed that to someone once and they were like, that's not a tattoo. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I exist. <laughs> Please forgive me. I have a they ear sound piercing. Cool. You should hang out with them more. Right now, that's a little bit pussy. Um, I've had this piercing in. This was, I was trying to be really cool and get an extra, oh, just a cute little adornment on my ear. And I paid so much money for it and it's, it won't ever heal. And I yeah. think like, long story short, I have to take it out, but- mm. Bigger. I'm just really go bigger. Yeah. Because of the pus ring. Yeah. You got to get behind the pus ring. Then you just got flesh. Great advice. (laughs) I'm not sure if that was a real piece of advice. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> we had a guest on recently, Lisa Traeger, who's a great comic. I don't know if you know. She, she, she was just talking recently about uh, on her podcast about this uh, infection where she had like gotten drunk and just like tucked her uh, hair behind her ear a bunch when she had a new piercing and then it like she woke up with her ear super fucked up and swollen and then I did that same thing and I was like is this just what all women do when they get the ear piercing? Is well yeah because like, you sleep on the ear yeah. on accident and yeah. you're not supposed to do that but like I don't know what's happening when I sleep I'm not responsible for those hours <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> sleeping on your tofu <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a problem. It's the tofu in your mattress. Uh, it's the tofu. That's oh, why your ear I gotta is check weird. my mattress when I'm home. Yep. That's the problem. Ew, that's so disgusting. <laughs> We're pretty gross on this. Yeah. Episode. It's fun. We got salty from I the feel second like I we get started. To my true self. It's Thank you, guys. It's hella fun. Thank you. I want to know about your podcast. Oh, my goddess. Okay, great. Well, I started a podcast, the Budding Mind podcast, and it really was born from, you know, I built up. Budding mind, I built up this beautiful Instagram presence and then I just let it go. And it's primarily about cannabis, but I wanted a podcast was like a beautiful forum to talk about other interests as well and give it a go. And so I did like four episodes during, it was all during COVID, just like, uh, what do you call it? Via Zoom or remote? whatever, remote. Yeah. <laughs> so um, did remote podcast with a couple of people to get my toes in the water and I really, really loved it. And kept saying, I just did a run of four, though. And I was like, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. And then my fiance got me two very nice mics and was like, Ugh. and I was yes. like, oh, my God, I really have to get back to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I got the gear, honey. Um, still learning how to work with it. But it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, a beautiful thing to anchor onto and like. I mean, I'm sure you guys know to be able to talk to people that maybe you wouldn't normally, but you are like, but could I interview you and like learn all about you and give you my full attention and like a clip for your Instagram? And a lot of people say yes to that, which is pretty fabulous. It's awesome. That's so yeah. tough. Also having something like that, at least for me with what we do, and I want to know if it is for you as well, is like I need something every single week that grounds me and keeps me like disciplined with something in my calendar da, 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 da. you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah I completely know what you're saying and uh it definitely it's like a lot of creative pursuits it's like stand-up or writing or doing a podcast whatever no one's telling you to do it you just have to keep returning to do it because you just decided that you would keep doing it that's the practice yeah that's the practice and yeah. so there's yeah there is a lot of practice in it and the technicality of it all has been a really enlightening aspect of it for me too because even podcasts that I think no one's listening to them there's like someone at home giving it TLC and editing out ums and ahs and trying to make this audio crisp and like yeah. really really caring about this this production and uh yeah I, I tip my hat to I tip of the hat to you, Mr. Another, yeah. Thanks for making everything sound good. I'm learning new software and it's daunting. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely like still in the creative flow of it all and just like staying committed and making it freaking happen every week. Um, but I've talked to some pretty groovy people. I keep I'm like interested myself, what I keep leaning into. A lot of it is like psychics and mediumship. Yeah. I, I'm like I love talking about this and it's an interesting topic that seems to pique a lot of other people's curiosity, at least like my small pool of listeners. Yeah. Well, and it's such a good tie in with the counterculture and with, the, you know, the, you know, cannabis and psychedelics and all the things yeah. like that whole world of like, we don't know. 
Exactly. If people are already open-minded, mm-hmm. that is definitely like one of those final straw topics though where people could be far out as fuck and then you're like, but do you believe people can talk to the dead? And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so wow. I like pushing that boundary of perspective for sure. I Both think you can you. hear that on mic. Oh, I'm just like playing with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get this boy a fidget spinner. I yeah. need them. Or those poppers. Have you seen those? Like, Mark would never let me have a popper. They ju- you, their kids just have these little toys now that they just push the button. Wow. On like a row. And I'm, I'm not going to describe this well. And then, yeah, it's soothing. Exactly. It's like an anti-anxiety tool or it's like a toy that you get at a 7-Eleven when you're on a road trip. Wow. Your parents are like, shut the fuck up. Is that how your anxiety pops out? Is like fidgety stuff. You were talking oh, about how like you're gosh, anxious yeah. at the top of this episode. Like oh, yeah. the undercurrent of anx- anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I think I try I do say that a lot because I do think it's like a little bit funny and, and relatable, but I'm working on not having that. <laughs> but I uh I like pick at my nails and I yeah. chew the inside of my mouth a lot. Mm. And I do jitter. I like won't notice that my leg is shaking like crazy. And that's just that's it's just so a spice. Crazy. I pick my head. Mm. I'm like a true monkey. I'll just be like, what's <laughs> in there? <laughs> and I'll like catch myself driving, like a hand on my head, like, bro, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you doing that? And then five minutes later, my hand is back there. I'm chewing my mouth again. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds soothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get you one of those pokey things. I need a poke. Uh, I picked yep. it up again. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, I know we got to wrap. So will you tell everyone where they can find you and all? All the cool things that you're doing. I would love to. I exist primarily on the internet. You can find me on Instagram at Brooke Stellar or at Budding Mind. And you can also go to BuddingMind.com. That's right, baby. We got the dot com. Um, <laughs> I had to fight for that. Yeah. And yeah, other than that, send me a message. Hope to talk to you. Love you. Miss you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and check you out on the screens. In yes. This. yes. Coming there up, we, we just can't talk about it. Yeah. I when mean, things I'm drop, sure come I back could, and but... t- tell us more about okay, those cool. things when you can. Yeah. You know, then I'll us... be able to like, I'll read you guys my line. Yes. Over oh, let's and over do a, for 40 minutes. Uh, what's the thing that Dead Eyes did? A, re- uh, not a reenactment. A reenactment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a reenactment. Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. I'll bring you costumes. Great. Okay, cool. <laughs> that would be it. very fun. We love that dance. Uh-huh. Ooh, uh, I hope it's a cowboy show. <laughs> Everybody can follow us at Weed and Grub on IG and email us at WG at Weed and Grub dot com with uh, comments, questions, pictures of dogs and cats. Uh-huh. And um, come check out Mike doing stand up all around the country in the next couple months. Yes. And if you're in Sacramento on 420, we're going to be there doing a show. Mike Glazer and his buds in Sacramento toke for an extravaganza i can't believe you remember that title you really jammed all the puns in there ali lou jammed a great number yeah ali lou did yeah, yeah she did <laughs> and also what's your dog's name sunny and, dog. and shout su- out sunny yes thank you brooke thank you for coming on it's been such a pleasure thank you guys yeah bye everyone bye bye, bye.